It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible Broadcast with Evangelist Keith Allison. Well, amen. Let me say that it is a real joy for me to be able to come to you by means of the radio again. And uh, I just want to say that I certainly appreciate you giving me this opportunity to bring the Word of God into your home, your automobile, or even a place of business. This is uh, Keith Allison. I am doing the work of an evangelist out of Demarest, Georgia. And I just want to welcome you to the Bible broadcast. We do rejoice in what the Lord is doing in these days. And I trust and hope that you and your family are involved in a good fundamental Bible-believing church. And uh, I trust that you will uh, just get in there and serve the Lord. Let me say this, that this radio ministry, the Bible broadcast radio ministry, we are under the umbrella of the Fairfield Baptist Church of Demarest, Georgia. I pastored the Firefield Baptist Church for 28 years and three months, and I resigned in January of 2017, and uh, so we've been doing evangelism since then, and uh, so we thank the Lord for the Firefield Baptist Church. They still support uh, this broadcast, and I want to say thanks to them, and I want to say thank you to all of you as individuals that may help us to stay on the air, and we are on the air by faith, and uh, I want to say that I appreciate those that contribute monthly to the broadcast, and then we have some folks that just help us occasionally, and from time to time, and even some that give a, a, a sizable contribution yearly, and I just want to say thanks to all of you who have helped us to keep the gospel on the air uh, with the Bible broadcast. And we'd certainly covet your prayers, and uh, we would ask that you pray for us. If you would like to go to my website, I would love for you to do that. Uh, it's KeithAllisonMinistries.com. You'll find a our short-term itinerary as it is posted. If you want to uh, keep a check on that, we might be in the area where you live, and we'd love for you to come and to uh, visit with us if we're in your area. And, but we'd love for you to go to the website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com. You'll find our itinerary, uh, and then also you'll see the books that I have written, and there's a link to where you can order those, and then you'll see the radio stations that I'm on and uh, the internet listening as well, and then there is a link to where you can listen to the broadcast uh, on demand as they are archived. And so we hope that you will take advantage of, uh, of our website. And also let me ask you to uh, contact me. Let me know that you are listening. And uh, we'd love to hear from some of you folk. And let me know that the radio station that you are listening to me on uh, is effective and that we're getting the word out. And so you can email us at KeithAllisonMinistries at gmail. Dot com. That's KeithAllisonMinistries at gmail.com. And uh, at the end of the program, I'll give you an address and a phone number as well. But we would just love to hear from you. All right. I want to turn in the Word of God today to the book of 1 Corinthians. And we will begin our study in chapter number 10. 1 Corinthians in chapter number 10. And uh, I want to read one verse for my text. And this will be the first point in the message that I have today. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31, 
whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. I want to read that again. Whether therefore ye eat or drink, and here's my text, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. I want to bring a message today that I have entitled Seven Ways to Do What You Do. Seven Ways to Do What You Do. In other words, in our service to God and the things that we render to the Lord, the Bible gives us seven specific uh, ways that we are to carry out the will of the Lord for our life. First of all, we find here in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, that we are to do all to the glory of God. He said, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now, if you'll read what the apostle is saying, backing up all the way to chapter number 8 of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 8, 9, and 10, you will find that he's talking about in the light of our Christian liberty, in light of our Christian liberty. Let me back up to 1 Corinthians 10, 24. He said, verse 23 rather, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things edify not. Let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Whatsoever is sold in shambles, and this is talking about in the meat markets uh, that were selling the meat that had been offered to sacrifices to pagan gods. Whatsoever is sold in shambles, that eat asking no question for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. If any of them that believe not bid you to a feast and you dis be disposed to go, whatsoever is set before you eat, asking no question for conscience' sake. But if any man say unto you, This is offered in sacrifice unto idols, eat not for his sake that showed it, and for conscience' sake, for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Conscience, I say, not thine own, but of the other, for why is my liberty judged of a man, other man's conscience? And then he said, For if I by grace be a partaker, why am I evil spoken of for that which I give thanks? Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. So he's given, and then he said, Give none offense neither to the Jews nor to the Gentiles nor to the church of God. And so what he's saying here is that in light of our Christian liberties that we have, we are to do all that we do to the glory of God. Uh, back over in chapter number 8 of the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul was again dealing with the issue of eating meat that had been offered unto idols. And he said this, he said, But meat commendeth us not to God, for neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we uh, eat not, are we the worse? He said, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours 
become a stumbling block to them that are weak. And so he went on to say, Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. Now I'm going to get into the area of edifying in just a moment, but I just want you to see that in chapter number 10, he is concluding this discussion on eating foods offered to idols. And of course, there's other things mixed in these three chapters as well. But the main point that Paul is emphasizing, he said, whether therefore you eat or drink, whether, whether it is the, the meat that is offered to an idol or whether you choose not to eat that, whatever the conclusion is that you come to, he said, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do. And he's just putting out a broad net or whatsoever you do. He said, do all to the glory of God. So when it comes to our Christian liberties, we should be careful that whatever we're doing. Now, let me say this. You see, let, let me make it a little more practical today. There are things that you as a believer may go out here and feel like it's okay to do. In other words, the Bible may not condemn it. It may not be specified as sin, and, uh, and, but you may have a, a conviction against it, and you don't feel like you need to do it. And so Paul is saying that the rule, the baseline rule to follow, uh, especially if the Word of God is silent on the issue, is you need to do it to the glory of God. In other words, if, if, it's, if, it, if, it's can, if it cannot bring glory to God, then don't do it. But if it will glorify God, then do it. And of course, anything that is sinful would not glorify God. Anything that would take us out of the will of God is not going to glorify God. Anything that would hinder our brethren is not going to glorify God. And so, let, let me say this, it's so easy for people to be selfish. It's so easy for people to say, well, it's my life and I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to live the way I want to live. But I just want to ask you something. That's Listen, friend, or, or I want to say something. That's not what the Bible teaches. You see, you and I, that's part of taking up our cross and following the Lord. Part of, our, our, part of, part of being a responsible Christian is when we take serious our testimony and when we take serious the fact that we are representing the Lord Jesus Christ and whatever we do, we need to do it to the glory of God. Now, there's some things that I have chosen not to do in life. Other believers may do it, but I've chosen not to participate, not to go to certain places, not to, uh, not to uh, watch certain things, listen to certain things, dress certain ways, uh, all of these standards, some of them are governed basically by right and wrong scriptures uh, that, that dictate what we ought to do, but then some of the areas are what we would call the gray areas. And, and it seems like people are trying to figure out an excuse and a reason why they can do what they want to do rather than questioning whether or not it would be to the glory of God. So whatever you do, what, he said, whatsoever you do, whatsoever you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. 
I have always been so sensitive to what people would think of me as being a man of God because I do not want God to be uh, dishonored. I do not want to dishonor the ministry. We are lacking in America today as we have seen all this that's coming out on the news about individuals. We have seen an integrity crisis in America today. There is an integrity crisis today. And I think that it behooves us as people of God to live above reproach. And even the questionable things that you may say, well, the Bible really doesn't condemn it. Friend, if you think that it would dishonor God and lower your uh, testimony that you have, then y'all not do it. Y'all to put number one, the guideline down is, will it glorify God? And if it won't, don't do it. Amen. And then number two, I'm preaching on seven ways to do what you do. Also in the book of 1 Corinthians, again, uh, kindly on these same lines, and I'm going to have to back up and, and re-get some of that. But in chapter number 13 and 14, Paul is talking about spiritual gifts. And in chapter number 14, in verse 20, uh, verse number 26, he said, and, and in chapter 14, he is showing uh, the superiority of the gift of prophecy over the gift of tongues. And I'm not talking about the charismatic tongues of today, but I'm talking about the gift of, the ability to speak in a language that you really did not know. And that was the New Testament tongue, using a language that God gave you in order to preach or to teach the word of God. He said, how is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, that means a teaching, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Then he said, here's what I'm after, let all things be done unto edifying. So number one, we are to do all to the glory of God. And then number two, we are to do what we do unto edifying. Let all things be done unto edifying. Amen. And so that's the way the Lord wants us to live our lives. And especially just as doing all to the glory of God is in the light of Christian liberty, then let everything be done unto edifying is in the light of spiritual gifts. In other words, uh, I'm afraid a lot of times people that have gifts and talents, they may point those gifts and talents to themselves in order to bring, uh, to bring recognition of their ability and, and of themselves. But God did not gift us nor grant us native, native or natural abilities for us to receive any of the glory. I'm telling you, neighbor, uh, public speaking was not going to be in my line of thinking. I mean, the, the, the one course that I failed while I was in high school was a half-year course in speech. And the reason I failed it is because I would not give like a five-minute speech before the class without notes. I was so bashful and backward and it would just, I just felt like there's no way I can stand up before the class and do that. And so I took a failing grade uh, in, instead of doing the nine weeks test. I, I just took a failing grade. And I was so backward. But yet God called me to preach and, and he put preach in me 
And so now when I exercise my gift, uh, 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 my speaking ability, that is the, the gift that God's given me is a speaking gift uh, in, in, in preaching and teaching and evangelism, then, then let me say that when I do that, when I exercise that, I am to do it unto edification. But you see, it appeared that some of these folk at Corinth, they were using the gift of tongues to try to appear spiritual and to try to appear uh, as something they were not. They were using it for self-edification. He said this in verse number 12, even so ye for as much uh, as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel, watch this now, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. So you see, we're to do what we do, first of all, to the glory of God, and then secondly, we are to do it unto the edification, and that means the act of building up. That means seeking the spiritual growth. That means strengthening one another in the work of the Lord. If you go back to chapter number 10, he said this, all, he said in verse 24, let no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. So he is saying that we are what we do, we are to do it for the edification of other people. Friend, again, we live in a, in a very selfish age and, and self-seeking, self-gratifying, self-promoting. And, and it's a shame when people will use gifts and talents and abilities that God has given them, whether it is music, whether it is singing, whether it is teaching or preaching or, or, or whatever the gift may be, even the gift to give. When people, when God has blessed people financially and they have no problem contributing a large amounts to the church, but the problem is oftentimes people will do that so that they might be recognized by that. But you see, that's the wrong motive. So I'm preaching on seven ways to do what you do. Number one, do all to the glory of God. Number two, uh, let everything be done unto edifying. And then also in chapter number 14, he says this in verse number 40. He said, let all things be done decently and in order. And you see what was going on was that uh, the, the, the tongues speaking and all of this, it had just become a, 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 con, a service that was filled with confusion. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, look now, let it be by two or at the most by three. And that by course, in other words, not at the same time. If, if the modern day tongues movement went by what Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 14, it would basically eliminate this modern-day tongues movement. He said, let it be by two or at the most by three. In other words, there should not be any more than three in one spot, preferably two, no more than three that uses tongues in one service and then he said, and that by course, in other words, one after another, not all jambled up together, but one after another. And then he said, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. So if there was no interpreter there, no one that could interpret what he said in the tongue, then he was to keep silent. 
And this indicates that the person with that gift had the ability to control that gift. It was not something that got out of his control. He, in other words, there were only to be two or no more than three in the service. And then if there was no interpreter there, they kept their mouth shut. And so what Paul was doing, he said, let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. He said, if anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. You see, he, and then he said, the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion. And he was talking about the public worship service. Not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. And in this context, he said, let your women keep silence in the churches. And if the women kept silent today in the modern tongues movement, the tongues movement would basically die out because most of it's carried on by women. But Paul said, let them keep silent. They were not to speak. And so the whole point of all this chapter, he sums it up in verse 40 when he said, let all things be done decently and in order. So how do we do what we do? Do all of the glory of God. Let it be done unto edifying. Let it be done decently and in order. The word decently means gracefully, becomingly. It is the opposite of disorder. The word order means an arrangement. And I know that we, we criticize programs, and I think that you can program till you program God out of the service. But at the same time, God is not going to be the author of confusion, and the public worship service will be if God has anything to do with it, it will be in order, amen. And then number four, look in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 14. He said, let all your things be done with charity. So not only are we to do it to the glory of God, to be done unto edifying, to be done decently and in order, but now he tells us, let all your things be done with charity, that is with love. And in chapter number 13, he talks about if, if, uh, if we exercise all these gifts and have not love, then it's not going to profit us nothing. And so again, you carry this to the worship service. You carry it to your Christian service out there. Friend, number one, if you don't love God, and then number two, if you don't love one another, I don't care what you're doing, it's not doing any good. Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And he, and he went on to talk about uh, what all he could do, but if he did not have charity, if he didn't love God and love people, it would be to no avail. My, I'm, I'm telling you, friend, I'm afraid that we're missing it in these days. We're not to do things just for the sake of doing it. And I know we get in a habit, and I know we we live in a in a in a mode or in a mold of tradition. I understand all that, and some of it's good, but we're to do all to the glory of God. We're to do it unto edification, that is to edify one another, build one another up. We're to do it decently and in order, and we're to do it with love, love in our hearts. Amen. Not not a a, a contentious spirit, not a competition spirit, not a, a self-exerting spirit, but with the spirit of love. And then number five, the Bible tells me in Philippians chapter number two, I'm preaching on seven ways to do what you do. In, in Philippians in chapter number two, listen to this. 
Uh, the Bible says in Philippians 2 and uh, verse number 14, he said, do all things without murmurings and disputings. The word murmurings means to murmur. It means to grumble. And it carries the idea of secret debating. And then the word disputings, it, it comes from two words that mean separation and reasoning. In other words, this kind of gives you the idea of somebody, they don't like what they see going on in church, and so they mumble, they grumble, and they mumble, and they whisper to one another behind the preacher and everybody else's back, and they are grumbling and griping, and they're murmuring and disputing. And in 1 Corinthians 10, God reminds us of how that many of the Israelites murmured against God and against Moses, and they had to pay the price with their life. Friend, I'm telling you, why don't we just love God, love one another, love the things that God's called us to do without griping, without murmuring, without complaining, and just do it, amen. And let me just say this, you may not like it, but if you're, if, 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 if you're serving God in your local church and all you can do is gripe and grumble about it, the best thing you could do is to go in the next service and resign that position, resign that job, and sit there and keep your mouth shut and let somebody else do it, amen, somebody that would appreciate the opportunity to get to do it, somebody that loves God and loves the church and loves what they're doing, and you just sit there and listen and be critical, amen, because that's what you want to do. But you always got people that's murmuring and complaining. And you know, after 36 years of pastoring, what I have found out, the people that do the complaining are the ones that usually aren't doing anything. And the people that do the complaining and the people that do the murmuring are usually the ones that are the least faithful to the church. I'll say it again in case you didn't hear me right. Those that usually do the complaining and the grumbling are the ones that usually are the least faithful to the church. Amen. Amen. So we're to do all things without murmurings. Amen. Then listen to what the Bible says in Colossians chapter number three. This is number six. In Colossians chapter number three, the Bible said in verse 23, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily. Do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. The word heartily there means from the soul. You know what that really, what it's saying? It means from the soul. Do it heartily as to not half-heartedly, but do it, be serious about it. Now, I don't want to offend anybody, but I can't help it. Uh, if, you're, if you're teaching Sunday school and, and, and you try to, uh, on a Saturday night about 11 o'clock, you go through your lesson to see what you got to teach, or you get up on Sunday morning and glance through it and see what you got to teach, if that's the best you're putting into it, you are not doing it heartily, amen. You're not doing it from the soul. You're doing it half-heartedly. You say, preacher, when should you start preparing for your Sunday school lesson? The Monday after Sunday. That way you'll have six days to be ready. You choir leaders, y'all to pray uh, days before the service and, and, and try to get leadership on the songs to sing and to lead. Amen. 
and on and on we could go. Same way with the men of God. We need to pray and we need to be sure that we're given the word. We need to be, hey, when God gives us a message, we ought to study it, amen. We ought to put our heart in it. That's what he said. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily, amen. And then lastly, in the book of 1 Peter chapter number 4 and verse number 11, I'm preaching on seven ways to do what you do in 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse number 11. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ. In other words, whatever you do in the exercise of your spiritual gifts, do it as of the ability that God has given you. That means that I am to be me. I'm to be me and nobody else. I'm not trying to be like anybody else. God's gifted me. I've got my personality. I've got my talent, my ability. I am to sharpen my skills. I'm to educate myself. I'm to learn and to study and to apply myself. But the bottom line, it's going to have to be me, the ability that God has given me to do what I do. Well, I hope the message has been an encouragement and a help to you. Seven ways to do what you do. Remember now, if you'll go to the website, KeithAllisonMinistries.com, you'll find these broadcasts archived. There's a link to that, and you can hear them on demand. Write to us at the Bible Broadcast, P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. Call us, area code 706-968-1182. And again, uh, and then you can go to our website at KeithAllisonMinistries.com. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep looking up for Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville Gainesville. It's 9 o'clock in Tom.